We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Episode 773 of the Al Galdi Podcast. It is Thursday, February 29th, 2024. It is Leap Day, a day so special, it only happens once every four years. Uh, And this Leap Day 2024 comes after quite the day regarding Commander's Stadium's present and future. We on Wednesday morning learned that FedEx Field is no longer FedEx Field. Uh, it turns out that FedEx, near the end of 2023, exercised an opt-out that was triggered by the sale of the commanders, and FedEx opted out of paying naming rights to what had been known for decades as FedEx Field. It was in November 1999 that the Redskins and FedEx entered into their agreement what was a 27-year, $205 million deal. And (laughs) what a saga we ended up having between the Skins and FedEx. Heck, FedEx is arguably the number one reason that the team is no longer the Redskins. Thursday evening, July 2nd, 2020, FedEx issued the following short but oh-so-massive statement, quote, we have communicated to the team in Washington our request that they change the team name, end quote, and nothing, and I mean nothing, has been the same for our team ever since. And of course, there was so much more to the situation than just that statement. Principal among the more, the bitter feud that emerged between the Skins then lead owner, a man named Dan Snyder, uh, and three of his limited partners, including Fred Smith, who just happened to be the chairman, president, and chief executive officer of FedEx. He founded FedEx in 1971. The commander's per statement on Wednesday morning have, quote, started the process of identifying our next stadium naming rights partner, end quote. So we on Wednesday morning had the development with FedEx, and then we on Wednesday evening had the House, as in the United States House of Representatives, passing the D.C. Robert F. Kennedy Memorial Stadium Campus Revitalization Act, which would transfer the administration of the Robert F. Kennedy Memorial Stadium Campus, i.e., the RFK Stadium land from the National Park Service to the General Services Administration to facilitate leasing the campus to the District of Columbia. To put that all in English, the bill would pave the way for D.C. to have control of the federally owned RFK Stadium land, potentially for the purpose of a new Commander Stadium. Now, The bill still must be passed by the United States Senate, and there is staunch opposition within D.C. to the commander's next stadium being on the RFK Stadium land. But man, Wednesday, a wild day in the stadium department for the commanders. Hello and welcome to this Thursday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. Well, the stadium stuff was not the only stuff that happened with the commanders on Wednesday. Next segment, I will discuss the report card. Yes, the report card 
for our commanders. A not-so-good <laughs> report card. Uh, we on Wednesday morning had the NFL Players Association coming out with the NFLPA's second batch of NFL player team report cards for various things, infrastructure-type things. The commanders, for a second consecutive year, ranked number 32 out of 32 NFL teams in overall report card. Yeah. DFL. DFL in the NFL <laughs> for a second consecutive year. I will react to this and have some scheduled fun with this next segment. And then after that, I'll take you through and provide commentary on non quarterback comments from Commanders General Manager Adam Peters and Commanders Head Coach Dan Quinn from their media availabilities on Tuesday at the 2024 NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. We on Wednesday's show, episode 772, got into what was said by Peters and Quinn on Tuesday about the commander's quarterback situation. We on this show will get into what was said by Peters and Quinn on Tuesday about a number of other topics, including Peters and Quinn on perhaps the commander's number one free agent this offseason safety, Cameron Curl. Peters on the team's overall approach to free agency. Peters on whether he is aiming for a quick turnaround for the commander's. Peters on two key members of the commander's front office, Assistant General Manager Lance Newmark and Senior Vice President of Football Strategy Eugene Shen, and Quinn with quite the endorsement of Peters. Trust me, you don't want to miss that. So a lot of commander's conversation on the show, and also on the show, I'll talk college basketball, another loss for Maryland, a sixth loss in eight games, 68-61 to Northwestern at Xfinity Center in College Park, Maryland on Wednesday night. But Virginia won, uh, won for just the second time in five games since an eight-game winning streak, but a 72-68 victory at Boston College late night on Wednesday night. Before we get to some feedback, bad news for the Nationals, though not unexpected news. Uh, reliever Mason Thompson, who had been out due to right elbow discomfort now is out for the 2024 season. He needs Tommy John surgery. He'll undergo that this Friday, March 1st. A second Tommy John surgery for Thompson. The first one happened during his time in high school. Mason Thompson is a talented guy. He at times has been really good for the Nats, but he has been inconsistent and he has dealt with a good bit of injury. Uh, the Nats got Thompson in their 2021 fire sale. The Nats early Friday morning, July 30th, 2021, traded reliever Daniel Hudson to the San Diego Padres for pitcher Mason Thompson and infielder Jordy Barley. Uh, the Nats in recent weeks have signed a bunch of relievers to minor league contracts with invites to major league spring training. So the team uh, had been preparing for this news with Mason Thompson. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Email from Ted Lanfair on whether the commanders should be open to trading up from their number two overall pick in the 2024 NFL draft to the number one overall pick in order to take USC quarterback Caleb Williams, writes Ted. Is Caleb that much better than Drake May and Jaden Daniels that the commies <laughs> should forfeit three plum draft choices? Uh, thank you. For the email, Ted, well, that is the question. Uh, even if the commanders really like Caleb Williams, how much more do they like him as compared to North Carolina quarterback Drake May and LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels and Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy, etc.? Uh, there's also this. Which of the following is more appealing to Adam Peters and company? A, having Caleb Williams, but being sons, say, a 2025 first round pick and who knows what else. B, having Drake May or Jaden Daniels or J.J. McCarthy or whoever and having ample draft capital. Which package is more appealing? Which option is more appealing? Option A or option B. It's like when you go to see the eye doctor and he or she has you looking through the various lenses, right? Better or worse? Better or worse? Is this better 
or is this worse? Better or worse? Option A or option B? Have Caleb Williams, but be minus significant draft capital, or have Drake May, or Jaden Daniels, or J.J. McCarthy, or whoever, and have ample draft capital. I'll say this. If Adam Peters and company do believe that Caleb Williams is the guy in a way that no other quarterback in the 2024 draft can or will be, then there is no price that is too steep to get Caleb. But is he that guy? Can you, as a front office, properly identify whether he is that guy? Is Caleb him? (laughs) Is he him? That is the question. Hey, no podcast or show covers the commanders like this podcast does. And so if you would like to grow your business or practice, consider advertising on the Al Galdi podcast. We'd love to have you on board. Podcast advertising is very affordable, uh, gives you a true bang for your buck. Email us, see what we can do for you. The email address is the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Hey, please consider following the podcast if you're not already doing that. Following the podcast is free. If you have an iPhone, you can follow the podcast simply by tapping the plus sign in the upper right corner on the page listing the recent episodes of the podcast. Uh, There were many, and I mean many, problems for the Redskins slash Washington football team slash commanders during the time of Dan Snyder owning the team. May 1999 to July. 2023. A long time. Uh, Probably the most underrated problem was lack of spending on infrastructure. We all know about the losing on the field. We all know about the controversies and scandals off the field. But the team under the Danny, for reasons that I'll never understand, did not spend appropriately on infrastructure. The team's front office for years lacked proper staffing. The team has had numerous issues with its training and medical staffs. The team facility in Ashburn, Virginia is a joke compared to other NFL teams' facilities. And of course, the team's stadium is maybe the single worst stadium in major North American pro sports. It was last March 1st that the commanders truly got called out for their bad infrastructure. The NFL Players Association on March 1st, 2023, came out with the NFLPA's first NFL player team report cards for various things. The commanders ranked number 32 out of 32 NFL teams in overall report card. The grades were as follows. Treatment of families F, food service slash nutrition D+, weight room C+, strength coaches A+, Training room, F minus. Training staff, D. Locker room, F minus. Team travel, F minus. (laughs) So the commanders out of the eight categories got four Fs, including three F minuses. Well, the NFLPA on Wednesday morning came out with the NFLPA's second batch of NFL player team report cards for various things. And guess which team was number 32 out of 32 NFL teams in overall report card? You guessed right, the Commanders. Uh, Per the NFLPA, quote, 1,706 of our players provided information to share with one another about their current club to not only help them make important career decisions, but also help raise standards across the league. Our goals were to highlight positive clubs, identify areas that could use improvement, and highlight best practices and standards. And quote, the commanders ranked number 32 out of 32 NFL teams in overall report card. Uh, There were new and additional categories for this year's report cards. Uh, The grades for our low-grading commanders were as follows. Treatment of families, F-, food-slash-cafeteria, D+, nutritionist-slash-dietitian, B-, locker room, F minus, training room, F minus, 
Training staff, F. Weight room, C. Strength coaches, A. Team travel, F. Head coach, C. Ownership, B. So the commanders out of the 11 categories got five Fs, including three F minuses. And do not be misled by that grade of C for head coach. That might sound middle of the pack. Oh, no, 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 no. That was the second lowest head coach grade for an NFL team. The lowest head coach grade was for the Las Vegas Raiders, AD. Uh, The Raiders had all kinds of problems with since-fired head coach Josh McDaniels. But the commander's head coach for this past season, the since-fired Ron Rivera, he got the commander's the second lowest head coach grade on these 2024 report cards. Growth and development? Yes, Ron. (laughs) Growth and development. Thank you. Uh, The NFLPA for each team provided an overview. Here was the overview for our commanders. Quote, Josh Harris purchased the Washington Commanders in July this past year. The organization received low marks across the board last year, so there is no shortage of issues that need marked improvement after years of neglect. The one bright spot for the club is the players' ranking of the Commanders' strength coaches, with 98% of player respondents saying that they get the best possible individualized plan. The survey data reveals a long list of items with the workplace that continue to be problems, and players expressed that they have grown tired of the deficiencies. To start, the locker room is small and in desperate need of renovation, with players reporting multiple sewage leaks. The training room is significantly understaffed, with only 52% of players saying they receive an adequate amount of one-on-one treatment time for injury recovery and prevention. Equipment in the weight room and training room was described as below the standards required of a professional sports franchise, and the commanders are one of seven teams where players believe the club's facility is no better than other places they could train off-site. When asked what the number one issue respondents want to prioritize for fixing, most players couldn't come up with just one. (laughs) Instead, the common answer was the entire facility. The players understand that the new club ownership didn't create these current problems, and they are hopeful that the new team ownership is willing to do what it takes to fix them. End quote. How about that line late in the overview? Quote, when asked what the number one issue respondents want to prioritize for fixing, most players couldn't come up with just one. Instead, the common answer was the entire facility. End quote. Asking what with the commander's infrastructure is most in need of fixing, the answer is like the answer to which song by Snoop Dogg is your favorite? You can't pick just one. Uh, The commander's report card scenario, obviously an embarrassment. Uh, It is yet another indictment of Dan Snyder's ownership of the team. The report card also is yet another repudiation of this idea that Ron Rivera significantly improved the culture of the team. No, he did not. Growth and development. Yes, Ron, we heard you the first time. (laughs) Uh, And the report card speaks to how much work that the Josh Harris group has to do. Uh, Commander's general manager Adam Peters during his press conference at the 2024 NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis on Tuesday morning did get asked where things stood with Commander's infrastructure. Here was his answer. Yeah, we've looked into a lot. We, we haven't done anything. We just got here, right? So uh, you guys know how construction goes. It doesn't go real fast, you know? So, but we're, we, we've listened to a lot of the players. We've met with a lot of the players, uh, trying to understand where, where we can improve in the building. And, and I think we have a lot, of, a lot of really good people in the building. It's just trying to, to make the player experience better, as, as good as we can. And um, that's not easy, but we're going to make every effort to. So we're still in the early stages of that. Yeah, well, the good news is that Josh Harris as Philadelphia 76ers managing partner and New Jersey Devils managing partner does have a reputation for spending on infrastructure. So I do think that he's going to spend on improving 
the commander's infrastructure. Heck, the team on Tuesday morning announced additional upgrades uh, to the stadium, the artist formerly known as FedEx Field. But I want to make something clear about the commander's infrastructure being so bad. The reason to want the infrastructure to improve isn't because you feel sorry for the players, okay? These players get paid a lot of money. Uh, These players get treated very well. You do not need to be shedding any tears for these players. The reason to want the infrastructure to improve is that the NFL is a multi-billion dollar enterprise in which the difference between winning and losing is razor thin. Not spending on infrastructure for which costs are marginal is short-sighted and foolish. Uh, I do believe that Josh Harris understands that, and I do believe that he'll change this situation. But man, 11 categories, 5 Fs, including 3 F minuses. Dead last for a second consecutive year. All right, up next, I'll discuss a number of non-quarterback commander's topics, all things said by Adam Peters and head coach Dan Quinn at the Combine. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, this episode of the podcast is for Thursday, February 29th, what is day one of drills at the 2024 NFL Scouting Combine at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. We on Thursday have drills for defensive linemen and linebackers. We on Friday have drills for tight ends and defensive backs. We on Saturday have drills for quarterbacks, receivers, and running backs. We on Sunday have drills for offensive linemen and special teams specialists. Uh, The perceived top quarterback in the 2024 NFL Draft, USC's Caleb Williams, he reportedly was to have met with the Commanders on Wednesday. Uh, The Commanders at the Combine are expected to meet with a number of players, including all of the perceived top quarterbacks in the 2024 draft. ESPN college football insider Pete Thamel, he on Wednesday morning came out with a piece on Caleb Williams. The piece included this quote on potentially being taken by the Chicago Bears with their number one overall pick in the 2024 draft. Quote, if I get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. If they trade the pick and I get drafted by someone else, I'm just as excited. Speaking about Chicago, they have a talented team, a talented offense and defense. For anyone to be in that situation, I think they'd be excited. I'm not pushing any agenda. At the end of the day, the Bears have the last say. Regardless of how I feel, I'm not pushing an agenda of, yeah, I want to go or no, I don't want to go. I'm excited for whatever comes. End quote. I did think that a certain line in that passage was notable. Regardless of how I feel, (laughs) I'm not pushing an agenda. Interesting. Uh, There, of course, has been talk of Caleb Williams potentially pulling a power play in order to not be taken by the Bears. I do think that he'll be taken by the Bears with their number one overall pick, but we shall see. Uh, And we, of course, are monitoring this Caleb Williams situation given that the Commanders have the number two overall pick in the 2024 draft. What if the Commanders could take Caleb without having to trade up to number one? 
What if Caleb did make it clear to the Bears that he did not want to play for them? Or what if the Bears soured on Caleb and took either North Carolina quarterback Drake May or LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels with the number one overall pick? What if the commanders got Caleb without having to trade up? Uh, I have not heard that scenario brought up much, if at all. Uh, We on Wednesday's show, episode 772, spent a good bit of time discussing what Commander's General Manager Adam Peters and head coach Dan Quinn during their press conferences at the Combine on Tuesday said about the team's quarterback situation. What I want to do right now is get into non-quarterback topics that were covered by Peters and Quinn during not just their press conferences on Tuesday, but also post press conference media scrums on Tuesday. Uh, Each guy after his presser spoke with commander's reporters at length in a group session. Uh, Let's start with the commander's roster as we get set for free agency. Uh, The legal tampering period begins on Monday, March 11th at 12 p.m. Eastern. Uh, The legal tampering period is what NFL teams can contact and conduct contract negotiations with certified agents of external players who will become unrestricted free agents upon the start of the new league year. And the new league year begins on Wednesday, March 13th at 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, The new league year is when signings of external free agents can become official and when trades can become official. We, during the Adam Peters media scrum on Tuesday, had the following exchange between Commander's Insider J.P. Finley of NBC4 and Peters. Now that you've had some time to look at the whole roster, have there been any surprises, maybe an area that's better than you thought, an area that, okay, we actually do need to address that in non-quarterback division? Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. I don't. Again, I don't want to get too, too into specifics about our own guys, um, but there are guys that may may have been great fits in the previous schemes that aren't as good and there's guys that maybe weren't the best fits in the in the previous scheme that, that really fit us so um that was really enlightening going through that because when i started i'm looking through a 49ers lens and would this player fit for us but you really have to look through the lens of your own team and your own coach and your own scheme luckily for us dq's defensive scheme is really multiple and and you can use pe- people in different ways and same with cliffs on, on offense so um, you can get really get creative and there's no, you know, there's no like set spots, you know, for the most part, which is really cool. How much change is coming for the commander's roster? The ingredients for major change are there. A, the team is coming off a terrible 2023 season. B, the team has a new football operations regime. C, the team has a ton of salary cap space. Now, the number has been adjusted, but the commanders per OverTheCap.com are for this upcoming new league year set to have the fourth most cap space in the NFL, $77.9 million. And D, the commanders have a lot of players who are set to be unrestricted free agents this offseason, including corner Kendall Fuller, Safeties Cameron Curl and Jeremy Reeves, linebackers Cody Barton and Khalid Hudson, edge defenders James Smith-Williams, Casey Tuhill, and F.A. Obata, receivers Curtis Samuel, Jamison Crowder, and Byron Pringle, quarterback Jacoby Brissett, running back Antonio Gibson, offensive tackle Cornelius Lucas, guard Sadiq Charles, center Tyler Larson, and kicker Joey Sly. (laughs) Like I said, the commanders have a lot of players who are set to be unrestricted free agents this offseason. What about Cam Curl? A good player. I don't think that anyone would argue with that. A diverse player. He can be utilized in a variety of ways, but he is not a playmaking player, or he at least has not been a playmaking player. Cam, over his four NFL regular seasons, has generated just three interceptions and just one forced fumble. And he's not coming off his best season. Cam, for the 2023 regular season, had an overall grade per pro football focus of just 66.6. PFF grades are on a scale of 0 to 100. And he, this past season, was part of a commander secondary that was horrendous. Now, I don't think that Cam Curl was the secondary's biggest problem, but he was a part of a unit that was really bad. Adam Peters, during his media scrum on Tuesday on Cam Curl. Yeah, we've we've had talks with with Cam's representatives, and we'll continue continue to do that. Um, 
I can just say from playing against him, I think we played against him almost every year um, when I was in San Francisco. He was always one of the best players on the defense, the guys we had to watch out for, the guy he had a game plan for. So uh, I have a lot of respect for him. I've heard great things about him. I'm sure you guys know him a little bit better than I do uh, in terms of the type of person he is. So um, we're going to definitely explore that and, and see if that fits into in, in our overall plans. All right, this was Dan Quinn during his media scrum on Tuesday evening on Cam Curl. Well, I think, number one, I've been super impressed by him, like, you know, over his last couple of years of a guy that has absolutely gone for it from tackler to being an enforcer. And so I was definitely impressed, not just this season, but he's put out, you know, good tape, you know, all the time here. So they had chose a good story of a player going for it, developing, finding his space to, you know, go do his thing. And um, it's kind of one of the cool parts about our league when guys, you know, aren't always first round picks and come make their way and do their thing. And uh, Cam's a great example of that. Yes, he is. Easily the best draft pick by Rod Rivera during his time as Washington head coach, right? The Redskins took Cam Curl in the seventh round of the 2020 NFL draft. Uh, what the commanders do with free agents like Cam Curl and Kendall Fuller would seem to be dictated, at least in part, by what the team wants to do defensively with a defensive-minded head coach in Dan Quinn and the team's new defensive coordinator, Joe Witt Jr. We, during Quinn's media scrum on Tuesday evening, had this exchange between commanders insider Nikki Javala of the Washington Post and Quinn. I know you guys are in the early going of really going through the roster as a whole, but when you look at the defense in particular, how how much do you feel like you have a good grasp on sort of what that side of the ball needs right now and I do. where they're at? And so, like, first order of business for me getting there was the staff. And so I wanted to meet with everybody that was currently on the Washington staff, and I did that. Um, some that stayed, some that didn't. And then the next order of business was our players on the roster and the free agents and so then i could find uniqueness of what they'd play how it would go does anybody change positions because i think when you're looking all the way through the roster is that corner a really good tackler would he make a better safety and so it's all the ways to go deep into it because i didn't want to dive into a head without assessing our own team so it was staff current players then getting into free agency and so i haven't spent as much time um, on the draft players yet. Obviously, I'm just trying to stay in the progression. So, But it's not the worst thing to meet the people here and then watch the tape um, versus the other way. Like, you watch the tape and you're like, ah, <laughs> okay. He's really good, though. So uh, you have to make sure you can do that. So I'm just trying to, like, not miss one step along the way. But I do feel like I have a good uh, sense of where we're at today. All right, so Dan Quinn says that he does have a good grasp of what the commanders need defensively. They would seem to need a lot. Uh, major help at edge defender, major help at linebacker, if in fact Quinn and Joe Witt Jr. anticipate using the linebacker position a good bit. The wild card is the secondary. Do Adam Peters, Dan Quinn, and Joe Witt Jr. view the commander's terrible pass defense this past season as a function of bad defensive backs or defensive backs who were not properly coached slash properly utilized. Uh, what do Peters, Quinn, and Witt truly think about corners Emmanuel Forbes Jr. and Benjamin St. Juice? Uh, what about free agency overall? Again, the commanders have a lot of cap space. It has been a while since Washington truly spent big in an offseason via free agency. The team in March 2021 signed quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, receiver Curtis Samuel, and corner William Jackson III uh, as unrestricted free agents. I guess that you'd call that run the last instance of Washington spending big in free agency, although it's not like those were monster money signings. Uh, but this was Adam Peters during his media scrum on Tuesday on his free agency philosophy this offseason. Yeah, I think you really build through the draft. You always build through the draft, but you always have to supplement through free agency. So we're gonna we're gonna look hard in free agency. We do have uh, some some spots to fill. So um, you know how we're gonna spend and who we're gonna spend it on. We still have to get through that, but uh, we'll always remain a, a draft and develop team at our core and supplement through free agency. 
And that is the right approach. That also is the approach of just about every NFL team. I don't know of any NFL team that says, nah, we're not that big on the draft. We're all about building through free agency, (laughs) okay? Uh, The way in the modern NFL with the salary cap and the rookie wage scale is the NFL draft is the foundation and free agency is used strategically to fill holes. Uh, Washington has not had a winning regular season since going an oh-so-modest 8-7-1 and one <laughs> in the 2016 regular season. We as fans of our team are starving for success. Uh, the team, of course, has new ownership, and there is an undeniable reality in the modern NFL that turnarounds can happen quickly. And so Adam Peters, during his media scrum on Tuesday, got asked whether he is aiming for a quick turnaround. Here was his answer. Yeah, I don't know if we talked about this, but it, you, you want to build it responsibly so it's, it's sustainable. So, you know, spending on a bunch of high level free agents, you know, that, that you probably be better in the short term. But are you better in the long term? That maybe, maybe not. So try to build a plan where you can build the team up and, and keep it healthy so you can be really good for a really long time and compete for championships year over year. I do expect the commanders to make some notable signings in free agency this offseason. I do not expect the team to go nuts in free agency this offseason. That would go against what Adam Peters said right there. That also would go against what managing partner Josh Harris has said about how he wants to build the team. Remember what Josh Harris said at the Adam Peters introductory press conference on January 16th, quote, sustainable and elite winning, end quote. And the larger quote with that quote included this. Both of us want to do things from the ground up, one person at a time, but both of us want to take more of a long-term perspective to build sustainable and elite winning. Yeah, sustainable and elite winning. (laughs) Imagine that. Uh, Adam Peters on Tuesday also addressed the commander's new assistant general manager, Lance Newmark. The commander's on February 14th, Valentine's Day, announced the hiring of Lance Newmark as assistant general manager. He spent the previous 26 seasons, 1998 through 2023, in the Detroit Lions front office, was a key part of the Lions' great drafting in recent years. Adam Peters, during his press conference on Tuesday morning on what he was looking for in an assistant GM. I think um, it's different for every team, but I think, you know, at its core, as an assistant GM, you're looking for somebody who can aggregate all the information, g- give it all to the decision makers, where it's the head coach, the GM, whoever it is. And so someone who can organize all the scouting information, all the ad- analytics information, all the different information that you get in order to make the best decision possible, and you filter it up to the decision makers. And so with Lance... Um, his skill set's immense, you know, not just, he's, he's an excellent player evaluator. We never worked together, but um, we've been close friends for a long time, always talked talk ball, uh, talked about a lot of things. He's, he's really good at a lot of things. He's really, he's kind of like, a lot of times he's been a North Star for me in terms of decision making, whether it's on a player or just on, on life. So um, having him in the building, I, I couldn't be happier and really excited to work for him. And I don't think people really know how good he is. Um, he's gotten a lot more uh, notoriety, I think, with, with Detroit sec- success, and, and rightfully so. Um, they've done an excellent job, but he's been a big part of that, and we're really happy to have him with us. Well, the Commander's new look front office is led by Adam Peters and Lance Newmark, but remember, also includes Senior Vice President of Football Strategy, Eugene Shen, whose hiring was announced this past October 26th. Eugene Shen is in charge of the Commander's analytics. Uh, He pretty clearly was a Josh Harris hire. Harris, of course, is known to be big on analytics, but it's worth noting that Eugene Shen was hired before Adam Peters was hired as Commander's general manager. Uh, Peters, during his media scrum on Tuesday on Eugene Shen, and then you'll hear a follow-up exchange with our friend Commander's insider Ben Standig of The Athletic. Yeah, we've we've had a really good dialogue with Eugene, and and um, just just getting to, to learn 
how he can work with coaching, with personnel, with you know free agent pricing, all the different things you can do, uh, and more. So he's been really um, enthusiastic. He's been really good to work with. I enjoy enjoy working with him. So uh, a lot of the stuff we're doing, we're, we're we're flying by the seat of our pants right now, just getting to know each other. But we'll have a great chance to, um, as we go through this process to implement some really cool processes and and some of our own metrics that we want to do to identify commanders as well as the end game stuff and everything else you do, you know, health and performance. There's so many different avenues you can go down with that. So I'm excited to work with them. How important is analytics for you just over your career in terms of what you were trying to accomplish? Yeah, it keeps, you know, it's it's another, I think I mean, you're talking about just player evaluation. It's, it's a great data point. It's a great cross checker for you. And the more and more you can really tailor it to what you're looking for uh, in players, uh, it can really, really help you gain edges. And that's what you're always looking on. Everybody's got the same amount of money, same amount of players. You're trying to gain edges in certain ways. And, and by having a really good analytics team and analytics uh, department, um, you can really gain an edge that way. Yes, you can. Uh, we last segment talked about Washington having lacked in proper infrastructure for years. Uh, one of the areas in which Washington has lacked is analytics. Uh, the team has had analytics people, but the team has never been known for being at the forefront of analytics in the NFL in the way that teams like the Philadelphia Eagles and Baltimore Ravens are. I hope that that is changing. It's not just enough to, say, have an analytics person or two in your front office. Like, this really should be part of your process. Shouldn't be your entire process, okay? Shouldn't dictate every little thing that you do, but should be a major component of your decision-making. And I don't believe that that has been the case with Washington. I hope that that is changing. Uh, And then one more for you, and this is a nice way to end the segment. Glowing praise from Dan Quinn during his media scrum on Tuesday evening on Adam Peters. And then you'll hear a follow-up exchange with Commander's Insider Sam Fortier of the Washington Post. Take a listen. What I know is, man, like, I have a thousand percent belief and trust in Adam. You know, I just do. Um, I had a chance to watch tape with him the other night and just seeing him talk it and explain it and talk about routes and movements. And um, it was really impressive to, to see and be a part of that part of evaluation. Um, he's got a gift for it. And so um, I'll trust him with that every step of the way. Is there anything you can share with us that stood out to you about the way that he was breaking the tape down? I think just the level of detail that he went to of, you know, watch him get out of a bad play, watch him speed up here, look at this route combination, look at the accuracy. Um, he just has a stronger feel than most. And uh, it's really a cool thing to see when you see somebody who's at a really elite level at something, it's pretty easy to see. And so after those four hours, I remember going home and, and telling Stacy, I said, man, this guy is elite. I loved hearing that. The new general manager, Adam Peters, the new head coach, Dan Quinn, them being great at what they do and them being on the same page. So important for our team becoming what we want it to become. Well, just as Adam Peters for Dan Quinn is elite at evaluating players, Nova Fireplace and Stove is elite and it has a great deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, an in-stock wood insert at an extremely discounted price, just $6,000 plus tax. The usual price is $9,000 plus tax. So this is a 33% discount and the $6,000 plus tax includes installation, permit, and county slash city inspection. And you can get a government funded tax credit as well, up to $2,000, dropping the price to just $4,000, all things considered. If you live in Northern Virginia and you have a masonry fireplace, call Nova Fireplace and Stove, 571-513-3803. Talk to my guy, Stuart Moore. He is the general manager. He's a big Commanders fan. He's a loyal listener of this podcast. Mention that Al Galdi sent you and get this exceptional deal on an in-stock wood insert. Again, 
33% off. A site visit is required, but this is an outstanding deal. A standard masonry fireplace is only about 10% efficient, but a wood insert is over 70% efficient. A wood insert installed into a masonry fireplace elongates the burn time of your logs. Uh, this is a great way to heat your home and save money on heating your home. Visit Nova Fireplace and Stove.com to check out customer reviews of Nova Fireplace and Stove, but call Nova Fireplace and Stove 571 513 3803 and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. That's Nova Fireplace and Stove 571 513 3803 and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. All right, let's talk college basketball. We on Wednesday night at Xfinity Center in College Park, Maryland, had a game that to me was emblematic of what is wrong with the playing style in college basketball right now. Bad shooting, too many fouls, slow moving, just a hard watch. And if you went to Maryland, as I did, the result of the game <laughs> made the game even worse. Uh, the Terrapins for this season fell to 15 and 14 overall and 7 and 11 in the Big Ten with a 68 61 loss to Northwestern. Sixth loss in eight games for the Terps. Uh, the game was pretty close throughout, but the Terps trailed for the entire second half. Uh, the game featured a combined 43 fouls, a combined 55 free throw attempts, a combined four of 35 shooting on threes, and a combined four fast break points. Yes, four fast break points the entire game. Pretty <laughs> this game was not. The score at the half was Northwestern 29, Maryland 24. Uh, the Terps defense actually was mixed. They held Northwestern to just 2 of 13 on threes, but the Terps allowed Northwestern to go 17 of 28 on twos, and the Terps allowed Northwestern to generate 31 free throw attempts. The Wildcats went 28 of 31 on free throws. Uh, the Terps were good on twos, but were horrendous on threes and were bad on free throws. Uh, the Terps went 19 of 32 on twos, outscored Northwestern in the paint 36 28, but the Terps went an atrocious two of 22 on threes. The Terps are so bad on threes. The Terps for this season now are shooting a putrid 28.2% on threes, and the Terps went just 17 of 24 on free throws. Uh, three Terps players, Jameer Young, Julian Reese, and Deshaun Harris-Smith combined for 50 of the Terps 61 points. 6-1 point guard Jameer Young, he in 37 minutes as a starter, went just 1 of 6 on threes. Did go 5 of 8 on twos and 11 of 12 on free throws. He finished with 24 points, 6 assists versus 1 turnover and 2 rebounds. 6-9 Julian Reese, 25 minutes as a starter, just 2 of 6 on free throws. And he had no assists versus 4 turnovers. Not a great game for the man known as Juju. Uh, he did go 5 of 8 from the field. Field, all twos. He finished with 12 points and five rebounds. And the 6'5 true freshman, Deshaun Harris Smith, he's gotten going here a bit. 37 minutes as a starter. Went just one of five on threes, but also went five of seven on twos, one of two on free throws. He finished with 14 points and five rebounds. But 6'8 Dante Scott, 30 minutes as a starter, just a two of nine from the field, 0 of four on threes, and just two of five on twos. He scored just four points and he had just four rebounds. He also had two assists versus one turnover. The Terps have just two games left in this regular season, and there's no question. The Terps are staring and missing the NCAA tournament for a second time in three seasons, barring a very deep run in the Big Ten tournament. Next up for Maryland, home to Indiana Sunday afternoon at two. Uh, the Terps for this season, as of games through Wednesday, number five in Division One men's basketball in KenPalm.com's adjusted defensive efficiency, which is points allowed per 100 possessions adjusted for opponents, but just number 162 in Division One men's basketball 
and KenPalm.com's adjusted offensive efficiency, which is points per 100 possessions adjusted for opponents. Virginia is a similar story. Very good defensively, very bad offensively. Number nine in adjusted defensive efficiency, but number 181 in adjusted offensive efficiency. But the Cavaliers on Wednesday night did win. Uh, the Cavs for this season improved to 21 and 8 overall and 12 and 6 in the ACC with a 72 68 win at Boston College late night on Wednesday night. The Cavs won for just the second time in five games since an eight game winning streak, although Boston College is not that good. The Eagles came into the game just 6 and 10 in the ACC this season. The Cavs defense actually was mixed. They held Boston College to just 5 of 22 on threes, but the Cavs allowed Boston College to go 19 of 36 on twos and getting outscored in the paint 30-28. And the Cavs generated just four Boston College turnovers. The Wahoos offense was so-so, 8 of 21 on threes, but just 16 of 33 on twos and just 16 of 22 on free throws. The Hoos did commit just five turnovers. Uh, three UVA players, Reese Beekman, Isaac McNeely, and Jacob Groves combined for 45 of the team's 72 points. 6-3. Reese Beekman had a really good game. 32 minutes, 27 seconds as a starter. 0-1 on threes, 5-7 on twos, 8-10 on free throws. He finished with 18 points, 8 assists versus 2 turnovers and 5 rebounds. 6-4. Isaac McNeely, 33 minutes, 54 seconds as a starter. 3-6 on threes, 1-2 on twos, and 3-4 on free throws. He finished with 14 points, 4 rebounds, 2 steals, and a game-best plus-minus rating of plus 10. And 6'9", Oklahoma transfer Jacob Groves at 29 minutes, 46 seconds as a starter. 3 of 6 on threes, 2 of 5 on twos. He had 13 points and 4 rebounds. UVA has two games left in this regular season. The record is good, 21 and 8 overall, including 12 and 6 in the ACC. But I tell you, some of the advanced stats are not great. UVA for this season through games on Wednesday, just number 64 in Division One men's basketball and KenPalm.com's adjusted efficiency margin, which is KenPalm.com's overall ranking. UVA is number 64. Maryland is actually number 48. Uh, next up, for Virginia. A big test at number 10 Duke, Saturday evening at 6. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Friday show, episode 774. We'll have much more on the Commanders. Also on Friday's show, I'll talk Wizards. The Wizards are at the Los Angeles Lakers Thursday night at 1030. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll talk to you on Friday. Growth and development. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.